Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Imperfect Podcast. Today we are super excited to be interviewing someone who is an avid listener of our podcast and had reached out to us several weeks ago wanting to take part in what we were doing with our podcast platform. Yeah, today we're going to get to speak to Tammy Adams. She's a speaker agent, manager, and coach. Uh, She's an events professional and a board member of We Do Canada, which is the world's largest movement in educating, supporting, and empowering women entrepreneurs. And she's also, as of the year 2020, founded her own speaker and management coaching company called TA Speakers Management. Yeah, and after quickly having a written chat with Tammy and taking a look at some of her work, Tammy seems quite involved with her community, gets to travel frequently for her work, loves kitty cats just like us, and is obviously much more technologically advanced than us and ahead of the game when it comes to creating reels on Instagram. We're expecting to have a great chat with Tammy today, and who knows, we'll probably learn a thing or two about public speaking ourselves. So here's Tammy. So Tammy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What's your story? What are your interests? Who is Tammy? I love it. I love it. So how long do I have? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, love this question. Yeah, I was actually thinking how to make it shorter. But um, so the gist, the Coles Notes version of Tammy is uh, I'm, I hail from the West Coast of Canada. Originally uh, spent my childhood in BC and Alberta, you know, moving around. My dad worked for the railroads, just moving around a lot, getting to know people in every sector and town that was possible, switched schools a lot. And then, so I think that kind of made me like a natural connector, I, I kind of call myself. And then, yeah, I made the big move to the big city of Toronto when I was 16, <laughs> which was a very interesting time to move. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely not the easiest but you know a culture shock like biggest bigger school city versus small little tiny town of you know not very many people Um, but yeah so I made the big move met my husband here and really fell into the speaking world and you know it's kind of no mistake I think it's interesting in a way because I still remember back in high school when I was in drama and I forgot the words and I ran off the stage crying. So it's like kind of funny and ironic that I work with people to be better on stage and like keynotes that are amazing Mm -hmm. on stage. It's not really where my journey started, but um, never thought I'd ever be on a stage again. And then, you know, here I am and I actually do MC once in a while. Uh, We do events I did and, you know, do a few other things myself just to, to get that presentation experience. So yeah, it's kind of a funny thing how life is like that, but yeah. Yeah. And then just kind of moved to the big city and made my way around and, 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 you know, I say, I bring like the, 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 you know, chill friendly Tammy to the big city. And uh, yeah, made a life for myself here and then, you know, uh, fell into the events world, worked for an agency for about 10 years, a speaker's bureau agency that booked celebrities, athletes, Olympians, and then COVID hit and I lost my job. (laughs) And so, 
you know, um, definitely can say was the best thing that happened to me now, but definitely obviously was not at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's a similar story that many of us had, right? right. You know, we, you know, COVID came out of left field and, and it just completely changed everything. And so, you know, unfortunately lost my job, but you know, what do you do when, <laughs> you know, you, you get knocked down, you get back up. I think that's one thing mm-hmm. that you beings are really good at. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And then, you know, didn't want to be doing anything else. Cause I love, you know, connecting people. I love the engagement. I took psychology in school. So like, I was always very interested in like what make people tick and like what, what motivates them. And so, yeah. And then started my own business and cannot believe it. Oh my gosh. It's been two and That's a half. Crazy. Years. Yeah. <sighs> I'm curious to find out though. Um, You said you did drama and things like that. So was, did you ever picture yourself doing the job that you have like is that where you thought you were going to end up no yeah and you said you took psychology too right so yeah where where were you headed and I mean obviously we know where you're at now but so it's funny because you know we all have like I'm going to be a firefighter and an ambulance person and all this I definitely wanted to be a paramedic at some point I wanted to be a nurse Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I wanted to be a therapist hence the psychology so you know what Kennedy I think I always knew I'd work with people like that's something I knew, right? And I feel like life gives us hints of what we're probably really good at as we go along, but we don't always notice those things um, (laughs) until we look back. And so it wasn't until I looked back that I was like, oh, this is hilarious because that I was in events and that I was with speakers. Right. Um, So yeah, I guess something that always helped people would be what I thought I would do, um, in essentially is what I do as a manager now, right. And mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. Stage is, is help them be better. So yeah, but yeah, I'd wanted to do all those and then realize there's no way I could sit down and listen to people's problems all day. I'd probably get way too involved and like be so depressed. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, didn't want to do that. So yeah, here I am. That's really cool too. And it's funny you say that because I was also a theater kid. I did, speech competitions in school things like that and I thought I was going to be a teacher and I went to university and realized like that was not for me and uh, now I'm an accountant and work from home we were just having a chat before we hit record and we were telling Tammy what we're doing in our spare time and uh, and now I'm doing a podcast so it's kind of funny how everything loops back around somehow so it's not exactly how we envisioned but we end up somewhere where our skills are still being used it, do, it does for sure it's connect the dots and now I mean I think I have a little bit of age advantage on you guys and when I look back throughout my life and again I expected that I'd be doing stuff with people um, originally I wanted to be like an archaeologist or you know discovering things or even I thought for a period of time to um, be like and forensics and stuff like that because mm-hmm. getting to the to solve the crime getting to the mm-hmm. bottom of it um was really where where I was feeling it and ironically that's kind of what I'm doing but in a completely different aspect right mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's really neat how when I look back now I'm like oh man I took that long to get to this <laughs> point but it, it is it's clear now right yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's part of it. That's a natural part of it. I wanted to be a criminologist too. You just reminded me, see, you don't always remember all the things. I yeah. remember I looked at uh, Carleton University in Ottawa. That's where I was looking. Yeah, because yeah. they had a big criminology program there. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> so neat. So I'd I'm, l- oh, I was oh. going to, you go ahead, mom. Oh, <laughs> um, 
I was going to ask what makes you feel the most inspired? I think what makes me feel the most inspired is this, honestly, what I do, like, I know it sounds lame, but that's awesome um, though. Really? You know, like, like just the, what's most inspiring for me is the people that I get to work with for sure. I mean, I'm working with like they're everyday people. Cause I actually don't work with celebrities per se. So it's actually kind of, I call them everyday speakers. I haven't come up with a better term yet. <laughs> but and what I mean by everyday speaker is the person that lives a life and mm -hmm. then has something to tell and share. That's what I mean by everyday speaker. So just the resilience and like, oh my, just the things they've gone through, like it really brings perspective to what you go through and like what humans are capable of. And then I'm so inspired by the spoken word. Like our, it's interesting because in society, we're often told to kind of, not necessarily be our authentic selves or like, like, you know, put on a facade or all of these things, but like yeah. through the spoken word, like the more we actually share, the more we really are authentic and vulnerable and honest with people and really get to the nitty gritty of what we're dealing with as human beings, the more people respond to that yes. because it's collective, we're not alone. Exactly. And so that's what really inspires me is like, just what the spoken word can literally save somebody's life. I mean, you talk about mental health, you could be talking and I tell my speakers this all the time, like, cause you know, they get a lot of like, eh, am I important to say? I'm like, you're human. So you have something important to say. And like, you don't know how you say it specifically to a certain person sitting in the audience and how they take it. Right. Cause the same person can listen to different presentations and get different things. So yeah, yeah that's what really inspires me. Mm-hmm. That's a really good answer. <laughs> I actually, before moment is going to ask you that, um, and you're kind of leading into it. I, I wanted to ask just, could you explain more about your, your company that you started and what made you decide? I mean, you said a little bit about COVID kind of pushed you or nudged you through that door, but, um, what do you do? How does that work? Um, yeah, just a little bit more on that. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. So yeah, becoming an entrepreneur, I, it's interesting. I, it's interesting because I don't know if people actually choose to be an entrepreneur. Like, mm. I wonder if that happens. Like, there's probably some people, right, that have mm. been like, okay, I want to, they know immediately at 20, they want to do something for themselves. Sure. Um, but I I do see a lot of strength, though, in people working for other people first and then becoming an entrepreneur because you learn so, so much. Um, and you learn it on somebody else's dime versus your own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I would say that. So so becoming an entrepreneur, definitely the biggest boot in the butt was, was COVID like it. And, and that's what happens sometimes when, you know, everything changes, we get new opportunities. It's something that was always in the back of my mind um, because I worked with entrepreneurs, a lot of speakers are entrepreneurs and my husband really wanted me to sell real estate. So, you know, it's kind of funny. He's like, why don't you just be an agent for Oh, someone's house. Like, yeah, no, you know, but he's like, you're so good at it. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say that's how I got in. And then what I do. So TA speakers management is, a, um, we have two kind of big areas of business. So half the time I spend managing professional level speakers. So these are people, you know, that have been doing this a while. They're quite experienced. They know how to engage, educate and entertain an audience. And I, you know, clients come to me or I look for opportunities for them. 
or they come to them and I manage it. And that's really like keynotes specifically. So, you know, a conference is, you know, hosting and they need a keynote speaker or, you know, they might need a trainer, like a leadership development person, you know, for a team or something. So I, I, I meddle in there too. Um, and it's really all just about finding the right speaker for the right event. So, you know, really honing in with the clients and understanding exactly who these people are. What are they dealing with? What are the biggest challenges? What do you want them to walk away with at the end of the day? And then matching a speaker. So I call it like a little puzzle that I put together. Yeah. Love yeah. it. So we do. <laughs> I actually got to pick all the speakers and you never get to do that. So that was like really freaking cool because I got to pick eight different speakers for that event. And like I got to bring it all together. And it was like I was creating the whole jigsaw, you know, and I loved it. And then on the other side, I figured, well, I know something about speaking. I've been doing this, like, you know, in terms of um, speaking myself, but also just really working with the best of the best mm -hmm. and seeing every kind of probably like 2000 presentations or something. And I figured I learned something about how to engage and how to educate and how to entertain. And I use those three words because that's my motto is educate, engage, entertain. Um, and so how to do that. And so I developed a whole framework around for coaching around how to coach people that are, you know, they might be an executive that's wanting to have a new purpose in life or, and share what they've learned or an entrepreneur that wants to use this as part of a business strategy and share what they know, um, things like that. So then mm -hmm. I work with them. And then sometimes I work with like speakers that have been doing this and they just really want to take off. And I, I kind of call myself like the coaching, the speaker coaching accelerator. So I really help my clients, um, accelerate their journey into being that pro level speaker that people book and see and oh my gosh like I get to work with some cool people like I'm working with two musicians right now that sing and so they they have entertainment immediately right. and they just need my help with like the engagement and an education piece and more the education because they you know how to engage your audience so yeah like it's I like, that's kind of like what I do and it's so fun because you know I'm gonna be working with a mentalist next so it, it's really varied I'm working with someone that's developing a whole new message on the hidden side of inclusion so it's like really neat it's the creative part mm -hmm. that I really get to kind of pull in what I say bring the fun and like really make it a special experience for everybody so that's really cool. And you had mentioned about the musicians. I wanted to ask you just to clarify. So you're saying that they're musicians and what they're trying to do is learn how to engage the audience in between the music. Is that what you're saying? So no, okay. yes, no. So they might, they might learn from me and do that, but okay. they actually want to be a keynote. So like one of the girls I'm working with, she's got bipolar. So, okay. and she, was already sharing through her music, you know, when they talk and you're right. Cause there is some engagement pieces sometimes, but she really wants this to be something she offers as a professional level engagement. Really so okay. yeah, it's really cool. Kennedy, like there's a speaker, Peter Katz. I love him. I used to work with him and he's found a way to use his music and the songs he writes in his bedroom to tell messages and stories about life and just honing into what you do as your purpose. So mm. it's really neat because a keynote is addressing specifically keynotes are addressing everybody right. and they tend to be mixed in with some sometimes boring, you know, educational sessions and and topic related there so the keynote is really like a bit of education because people need to take away something but it's also really engagement and entertainment it's a performance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so it's like I'm actually helping them develop keynotes 
Yeah, it's quite literally wow. a performance. Like you said, it, it's an art. It's an art form, really. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I love your energy, Tammy. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't wait to hear more. Like you really, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you coaching these other people because like, you're sucking me in so just amping them <laughs> up yeah you right, got this right, yeah yeah right. it's very like you know yeah like I, I really believe anybody can do what they want you know mm -hmm. it's just about getting over getting out of our heads and you know thinking and looking at new perspectives of things I think I'm willing and willing to just get messy with it anyways because I'm sure the day that you went hey I'm gonna be an entrepreneur or <laughs> I'm gonna whatever you probably sat there and went Okay, so Google how to become an entrepreneur, right? Because nobody, right? But that's the thing. People think that everybody just knows how to do it, except for me. <laughs> I Google it, Kennedy. Yeah. I probably did. Like, but what the lesson out of that is, oh man, it's fake it till you make it. Such yep. a real thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I still remember my first coaching client because I was thinking about doing it. Now I say fake until you make it. You definitely need to have some thought leadership expertise behind Of course, it. yeah. You can't just like <laughs> suddenly become like, I don't know, changing tires or something. Like, right. You gotta know how. But if you have the know-how, you can do whatever. And so I still remember it was a client I emailed to book a speaker actually. And she's like, well, I can't book your speaker because we don't have money. But how do you become a, a speaker? And I was like, isn't that funny that you ask? Because I'm doing this. I had not been doing it yet. Yeah. Like I had not developed anything. I was just like, okay, one sign from the universe that I should do this. And then literally just made it all up. I made it, you know, and then since then I've obviously improved. And now I have a very structured process. And right. Thing. But, you know, my first few clients definitely got like, let's figure it out together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you mean like earlier with us, with the camera and the two computers <laughs> and the other stuff, the, the webcam that didn't work and all those things. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're uh, trying to figure it out. Well, yeah. if you think about it, guys, like a kid who's learning to walk, it's not like they know how to walk. It's That's like right. they yeah. have to fall and fall and fall and fall and fall and fall. Right. <laughs> I know right. my nephew's learning right now. And like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like they have to, like they're so resilient. It's like, oh, oh I feel like we can talk. I'm going to say this and then stop talking because I feel like you have more questions and we could probably talk for an hour. Um, <laughs> but it's like, what happened to our resilience? Like what happened in life? Because when we were born, were we resilient? Oh That's my true. God. Yeah. We did whatever it took to talk, to walk, to learn, right? And then something happens in life and yeah. we lose some of that. Yeah. 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 For it's, sure. It's true. Yeah. It's been a real stretch for me. And we've discussed, Kennedy and I have discussed this uh, a number of times. Um, she had experience being on stage drama and singing and that sort of thing. And, and I grew up really didn't say a whole lot, you know, throughout my adult life, even I wasn't always in the forefront. So this has been a real stretch for me. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. sometimes you, and, and it's not the end of the world. It's, it's always awkward, I feel, but you know, I, when I look back at the, just the progression that we've had in, whatever 21 episodes or whatever number we're on now kennedy probably knows the exact number i'm not gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll let you talk <laughs> <laughs> um i i do see progression though i do see yeah. you know like in the beginning i i'd look at the questions and it was like zone in and then when it was all over 
I had no clue of what even happened in the conversation because I was so, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but just like block the rest of it out. I couldn't tell you what the person said or what Kennedy's lines, you know, what she talked about. And then I'd get done on the other end of it. And I'd be like, oh my goodness, like, did I say what I was supposed to say? Like, mm. you know, and it, it's been a real struggle for me, but I do see progression. So that's encouraging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it takes time. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Now, and now I'm able to actually contribute to the conversation. <laughs> Good for you. You embrace the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's known. Look at that. Right, right. Right. Exactly. So I will ask you, um, what do you have as your biggest regret or failure thus far in your life? I was like, that was the last question you had on your sheet. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. But I did write something down for this. Oh, look at you all prepared. Yeah, I did. So my biggest regret oh yes my biggest regret or failure I mean probably biggest regret because I try not to have regrets because I'm like well like everything teaches you something right but it's probably caring too much what people think like that is probably my biggest regret in life it's like not understanding or being mature enough to understand that I can be my independent self and Mm -hmm. I don't have to be like other people and it's okay to embrace who I am. And, and that's what people love. So yeah, I think my biggest regret is like just caring too much now at 36. I'm like, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, it is true. And um, that's part of the reason why we chose to have a model that we do. Whereas, you know, instead of just Kennedy and I talking all the time to interview people and I actually had this discussion with a friend earlier this week and and she said you know what was your motivation in doing that and essentially that is you know everybody's different and the world is so big and just because you don't fit in with those people from high school necessarily like Mm -hmm. you know and then you grow and you develop your own thing and and often when we embrace what it really was, you know, it's kind of like when you're on a diet and you avoid the cooking, you avoid the cookie, but you eat everything else in the fridge. And at the end, you eat the cookie anyway. So, yeah. you know, if you, yep. if you would just embrace what you love and what you, you know, what you were meant to do and stop resisting often, that's where, where you fit into your niche and yeah, you're weird and not you, but you know, you could be weird and quirky, but yeah. You know, there's other weird, quirky people that are basically your tribe. I don't love that saying, but you know, that idea. Yeah. Your peeps. They're your yeah. peeps. Yeah. <laughs> right. What you're saying is, is go straight for the cookie. Don't eat everything and then the cookie. <laughs> well, really, wouldn't you be further ahead? You'd save it's true. five or 600 calories <laughs> yeah. eating everything else in the fridge. The cookie, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cookies first. No, that's a good metaphor, though. Honestly, it's a good way yeah. to compare that. Uh, idea yeah um it's it's funny too you say that I'm just thinking you know you relate everything back to yourself and just not caring what people think and um it's funny mom and a couple of my close friends and my boyfriend can attest to this uh I have been talking their ear off for a good week and a half now about should I dye my hair? Should I not dye my hair? Mm-hmm. I'm care- I'm worried that people will be like, oh, that's Kennedy. And she's always had blonde hair. And, you know, I really care what other people think. And my friend, she even, she, she even said, 
well, when we do the podcast, like, can we line them up so that they're in sequential order? Because we don't want to have like a blonde one. And then if I dye my hair, a red one. And I'm like, okay. But I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. But in my, my friend said that to me the other day and she says, you know, Kennedy, I take it as someone that you're someone that just goes for what you want to go for. But she says, I didn't realize how much you actually care what people think of you. And I'm like, well, I don't care what people think of me. And she's like, Kennedy, you've been talking about your hair color for the past week and a half. Like you care. (laughs) And anyway, it's just funny you say that it it just relates really well to me in this current moment. So anyway, we've booked the appointment. Kennedy is dying her hair. Let's make that clear. (laughs) I was just going to say next time we meet, you'll have a different color. That's right. That's right. Um, so Tammy, what do you want to be when you grow up or are you grown up now? That's a really good question. Um, I definitely feel more grown up than I did two and a half years ago. So I think I'm more grown up for sure. Cause running a business, like doing something, it doesn't even have to be business, just like creating something of your own. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you learn so much about yourself? Like, it's funny because like people have known me forever. I like, you're just different, Tammy. Like you're, you're Tammy, but like you're, you're more mature. Like there's just something in you that shifted. And I feel the shift this year for sure of like just that maturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting you ask. So I have ideas of like what's beyond this eventually. Um, I would say either living somewhere warm and, you know, doing something fun there, whether that's yes. like, yeah, I don't know, like, <laughs> starting a surf school you know I always read those stories of people who've left the city and like do do that kind of stuff yeah maybe something like that or I always really 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 wanted to have a little cute little coffee shop I love coffee shops and I thought how cool would it be to have um a coffee shop but it would be like a really cool ambiance. And I actually work out of coffee shops a lot. I was there earlier today. Oh, cool. It's a change of that creative environment. I mm-hmm. get, I go insane if I stay in the house. Yeah. And yeah, so like a coffee shop that's like, that displays local art that people can sell and maybe has like a speakeasy. Like maybe it's like people can go and practice speaking there, you know, just love that free yeah. kind of thing. Like, mm. Yeah. I that would fits say so well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's like a good, it's like customer service part, but it's like people part, but it's the ambience, but then it's helping speakers and it's helping local artists. So yeah, yeah. I thought that would be really cool. So that's yeah. probably one of the two places I'll end up. <laughs> Maybe. That's cool. Yeah. Mom and I always did the, oh, someday when we have a podcast and <laughs> funny enough, we do the someday when we have a cafe. Yeah. so oh, it'll so be funny. interesting to see maybe we'll chat a little bit maybe you can do the coffee we'll do the sandwiches <laughs> yeah maybe i'll right. practice my this new business <laughs> yeah i'll yeah. practice my natural therapies in the yeah. back yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> i love that we can have... acupuncture yeah 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 we will have that. some resident cats walking around yeah. That'll yeah. Be perfect. yes definitely cats we'll definitely yeah. have the cats for that. <laughs> that's too funny so the uh, the question on the last of the sheet, our sheet anyway, is what makes you imperfect? Ah, uh, being human, and I know that's a boring answer, but it is. Um, I think that's what was the saying? It was do error is human, right? Like, and it's that's really always stuck with me because it's like 
we, like I said, we, you know, get these ideas on social media. We see the perfectness. We see the yeah. happy kids. We don't see them crying and screaming and of course, yeah. Beating their brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. their brother. like so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like it to be human is to be imperfect. And that's why I resonated so much with this podcast, because it's like, these, these are the things that people want to know. They, they love to the great stuff because we can celebrate and that's fun. Yeah. They also want to know like, the hard times and how did you get over it and the failures you know one of the people I started working with for the first six months of my business it just didn't work out after six months that we could work together and it was devastating in a way because it was like my first like you know with my business it was like a lesson in okay I know the direction I want to go because like I think I want to go this way but and so it was a failure in, in a sense um but it led to so much more so I think I think what makes me imperfect is that I'm human and that I'll continue to be imperfect and continue to learn as I go along. And, but then I'll get it right. Like you were saying, Kathy, even with this podcast, like you guys started and, you know, it wasn't perfect at first, which was Mm -hmm. very for the name. (laughs) And then, you know, it just got better and better, but I'm sure it's still not perfect. Right. So. Oh, it's not perfect. (laughs) It's not perfect. One thing I, but I'm sure there's things that happen. That's what I meant. (laughs) One thing that came to mind for me earlier when you mentioned creating and you know how that was important to you, and we discussed about finding our niches in life and that sort of thing. Now, a common mindset would be like, well, you 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 coach people. Well, there's lots of coaches out there. How do you how did you find your niche in that really populated you know sector okay (laughs) so it starts with somebody telling me that I could not do both sides of the business Hmm. so here's an interesting thing and this is why I say like life is like you know we were talking about it right like did you think you would be here so it's it started with like I when I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do I mean, I knew there wasn't like a ton of speaker coaches. So I knew that there was some room there, but it it was really people like I asked a few business people and they're like, no, Tammy, it's too much. You need to choose. You're either a manager or you're a coach. Like you Hmm. just need to lean into one. But I was something in the back of my mind was like, I don't think you're right. As much as you know more about me, for me, I don't know if that's right because I love, I literally love both equally. So it's like, how can you choose? So it started with that of me like thinking I had to pick a niche because this is it. I agree. You need a niche. And I, I tell my speakers all the time, people need to know what to come to you for. Like yeah. they need to have an understanding of that. You can't just say I speak about anything because people won't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need to have an area of focus, but I think how you do it looks differently. And, and so how I kind of find my niche was really like, okay, what I kind of did some research. I'm like, what speaker coaches are there out there? And, you know, what are they doing? And a lot of them had like online programs that people take, and then they'll do group coaching. But I wasn't seeing a lot of, you know, individualized one-on-one coaching for this. And probably smartly, because it Mm. takes a lot of time. But I don't know, I really leaned into doing that. I, I love you know, that one-on-one approach. Cause while my concepts are the same, each person is at a different stage. So I may work deeper in one area of a speaking business than another. So, you know, some people may need, you know, more on the engagement piece and like how to do the stage stuff. And then some people may need actually building the contents and some people need it all. So I guess I kind of just like 
was looking at who was out there asking a few coaches because you're right the coaching in general is very saturated but that's why I say I'm a speaker coach specifically so I think it's a little bit more niche as it is Mm -hmm. and then I think I just was opportunity I was like well it's not super crazy saturated it's a little different so and and I you know a lot of them were speakers too and I get that if you're a speaker you you coach speaking but nobody this is the niche Kathy nobody had the meeting planner side like understanding what meeting planners look for and how to put an event together and that I found anyways and the speaker side of it so knowing the speaking industry so that's really what I do and makes me more niche it's like I mesh the two so you get an experienced planner the buyer that knows what they're looking for and how an event comes together and how to engage people but then you also get that person that understands the keynote speaking world so I think that's kind of how I found it was like really the person that has both yeah and the important part is is you just rolled with it you did what you were interested in and you made it fit right and there's there's a spot for everyone yeah because I think I would have been sad like if I you know and I wouldn't have been as happy as I am now. And, and they really compliment each other. So that's the biggest thing. I think it's like, they were meaning like, you can't do two separate things, but they weren't understanding how much they complement each other. You imagined it together. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, if I'm coaching, I'm giving examples from speakers that are out there doing this, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I'm seeing the trends and I'm seeing the topics that are in demand and I'm working with clients directly and understanding the sales process and how to negotiate. So it's like, it really does actually bring that all in. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, um, thank you so much, Tammy, for taking the time before we uh, head out though. I did want to ask, um, where people can find you. Maybe you just want to have your little plug there. Um, if they want to find out more about you, um, maybe do you offer coaching or, um, do you do one-on-ones with anyone, um, that would be at, for example, my level, which is, I'm not a well-known speaker, so to speak, or anything like that. So, um, just where people can find you or where they can connect with you if they're interested. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, definitely, you know, if you have any events coming up, and you're really looking for that really awesome engaging speaker, definitely um, TA Speakers Management is my website. So taspeakersmanagement.com. I'm on LinkedIn a lot under Tammy Adams or TA Speakers Management. Uh, Instagram on TA Speakers Management. So I'm pretty active on all of those. So Mm -hmm. you get back pretty quick. Um, and then on the coaching side, same idea and, and Kennedy, that's a great question. So I do really focus on the keynote side, people that want to be speakers like professionally, but I have been also focusing on the people that want to just be a better speaker because like the elements of keynoting can be brought into that. So yeah, I can definitely do that as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm always open for conversations and, and, and things like that. So you can reach me on those platforms as well. And then my email is just T-A-M-I, that's how I spell it, cause you know, why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, at dot com. So. Great. Great. Well, yeah, that's great. Um, and yes, thank you again so much for taking the time. We were really excited when you reached out and uh, we had that connection. Um, someone connected us and uh, yeah, we were extremely excited. And so funny when we went 
just kind of, you know, looking you up on the internet and things like that. And uh, you had sent your link and everything. We were like, whoa, like she wants to be on our podcast. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> so we are pretty Perfect time. <laughs> well, they have me like because Melissa was like, "Oh, you know, I'll connect you." I'm like, "Well, if they are interested, and no pressure." Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, it's no. funny we that you so thrilled. That's so awesome. no, it, honestly, like, yeah, I I love the work you guys are doing. Thank you for creating spaces for people like me um to share, right? Because this is how this is just another form of speaking in a way. It's how we yeah. share what we've gone through in our, in our lives and just what we've learned. And you never know, like I said, someone listening to a podcast or listening to a speech, they, it could literally change their life. So that's right. Yeah. It's awesome what you guys are up to. And I love that you're a mother daughter team and yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> I love it. Like, cool. it's so great. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank nice. you so much, Tammy. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for chatting and uh, we'll be in touch soon. Sounds good guys. Okay. Have a good thanks. one. Thanks. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week.